Generosity Path podcast, a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them. It's a place of inspiration, encouragement, and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world. Welcome, everybody, to the Generosity Path podcast. My name is J. Paul Frydenmaker, and I'm here with my good friend and our founder, Daryl Heald. Uh, Daryl, how are you doing today? Hey, thanks, J. Paul. Always great to be with you, and welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We're excited to have uh, one of our friends from Venezuela today. Absolutely. Jesus San Pedro is joining us today. Jesus, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good and glad to be able to join you and Daryl and uh, the people that are listening today. That's right. Jesus is a good friend of ours. He is a passionate leadership author, professor, and trainer. Um, He has worked in leadership consulting and training for nearly 15 years now. Um, He and his family lived in Venezuela up until about a year ago. Uh, when they moved to Oklahoma, where Jesus is the program director for the Master of Arts in Leadership for Mid-American University. Um, And last but certainly not least, Jesus is one of our valued champions for Generosity Path in Central and South America, and he has been leading and helping us to spread the journey of generosity retreats and other experiences throughout that region. So we are really honored to have you with us, Jesus. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your family and and where you live now? Sure, well, it's a real honor to be here. And well, I'm a Venezuelan. I was born in Valencia and lived there for for most of my life. I've been in Mexico two years. I come from a wonderful family that I have been in in the business world, but also in the ministry world, all put together. And I have the privilege to be married to a beautiful uh, lady, singer, have two beautiful girls, Anna and Ava, and my wife's name is Gabby. And we, as you mentioned, we've been here in Oklahoma City, moved here, uh, yeah, just a little over a year ago. And we're excited about this new stage of our lives and ministry. Could you give our our listeners just a little context as to um, what has been happening and what the current situation is in Venezuela? Uh, Close to 20 years ago, I was introduced to this thing of being a Christian in the marketplace by my father, by a a CVMC ministry that started out there. But when four years ago we met, uh, I met uh, Jay Paul and we had the opportunity to meet in, in, in Panama, remember? A group yeah. of our leaders went there, and uh, we went through the journey of generosity. And my father was there. My father has been uh, highly involved in, in ministry there too. Yeah. And so we we had the bless. I have the blessing to to share a lot of the learnings in the marketplace with him. And so we shared there. And for us, it was something we, when we came out of the jog uh, retreat, we were okay. Now, what are we going to do with this? back home, but not only in Venezuela, but also in the rest of Latin America. And uh, little did we know that uh, that day, something really sparked in our hearts saying, well, we have to share it because we don't really know what the Lord is going to do with this. 
once we got back, we started sharing these and we put together that same year, one or two uh, jog retreats there. And it was just amazing to see how the many people that participated had different stories. One of them had to do with um, uh, a gentleman who went into his and uh, the little town where he was born after he went through the jog retreat and he was very uh, excited about what he could do to transform his very poor community and all the things that were going through, uh, the, the challenges that everybody was going through. And uh, he just started sharing two of the videos that, that are shared through the jog retreat. And he created a whole transformation in his community, not only from the church that he attended, but also the, the farmers and everyone would start saying, well, you know what? We have something we can share. We thought we didn't. So when, when I saw that, that literally changed my perspective. My perspective, And I thought, well, sometimes when, when I thought about generosity, it would mean uh, you're going to reach out only to, to people who are wealthy but, and of course, that's going to have a great impact. And we continue doing that. But at the same time, we, we didn't really know what the Lord was going to end up doing. And, and we've seen so many things in spite of the crazy situation we're going through right now in Venezuela. We have seen more excitement from people of that country than from some other countries where we've shared the journey of generosity. And, and it's amazing how in such a time as this, something can flourish out of this message. Yeah, and I, I just want to reiterate, when, when Jesus says crazy, what he means is complete financial collapse. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yes, it, yes, is, yes. it is unbelievable what has happened in Venezuela, and yet you guys continued to bring this message. Your, your family experienced some significant economic loss because of the meltdown, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. One big thing that happened to us close to, I would say, six years ago, uh, about that, uh, was that uh, we had a big property, and uh, that would compile most of the income for 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 a lot of our family members. And uh, yes, part of what's happening in, in our country is that uh, the government will take over some of the property, private property, property and not necessarily respond to it. So we were expropriated of this big uh, uh, property. It's located in the main street of uh, the city, a big shopping mall. I mean, and uh, thus far, we haven't really been compensated by that. And so when you think about that, that sounds, well, on, in a sense, unjust, but on the other side, it allowed us to rethink everything from a family point of view, and it it, it makes us think and, and see it as a family and say, well, what are we going to do now? And first of all, it's like, well, we have the expectations that things will uh, change for the better. But uh, on the other side, uh, it, it literally like impacted in a very deep sense our family. But in spite of that, we said, well, we got to continue doing stuff. Now, I would not be honest if I say that it really created in our family a big challenge during certain time and we're still recovering from that in many senses but at the same time uh we have seen the the work of god in the midst of that and how people say but how come you're not i mean uh feeling so bad or anger uh, you, you don't feel anger about it. it's like well we ha we understand that there's a higher 
uh, a God that is higher than the situation that is taking control of all that. And, and we're definitely seeing how uh, this uncomfortable situation has not necessarily taken the, the first place in our hearts, but it has, uh, has not kept us from keeping up, uh, keeping on doing what we're doing in terms of spreading this message. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Jesus, what happened in your church when you brought the, the journey of generosity to your church in Valencia? One of the th first things we saw happening was that as soon as we shared the message and we, we saw some people really blessed by, by what we shared, we literally saw that in only one month, we were able to collect the whole budget for the year for the whole church. Wow. And that was that, that was truly amazing to see that. And um, and when you when you see back from that day, you don't get to see a lot of that happening in previous years. And after that happened, some new things have been happening. And uh, it doesn't mean that the, the whole uh, economy didn't really hasn't been changing and new struggles have come up with, but we've always seen how these when, when we introduced the concept and, and, and we introduced the message of generosity, literally we saw something happen right away. That's one thing. The other thing that we've seen is how some of the leaders and some of the members of the church uh, took it very seriously to spread the message. And uh, it has been impacting in many different ways, in many different uh, communities. And even among, you know, our church is... Uh, uh, filled with a lot of people that comes from the business and professional world. So they have been taking the initiative in their own businesses to change things the way they do things. And something really nice I want to share is that now the message is getting into the chambers of, the, of some of the cities that some of these people are. So like, for example, there are three, like the industrial chamber, the commercial chamber and the uh, construction chamber of this of the city uh, some of their executives are so excited about what's going on and most of that is happening because of our church spreading the word on on this topic and they're inviting them to events and they're inviting them to uh, listen to the message of generosity and I wouldn't doubt that in the next couple of weeks we're going to have something focused on just those chambers, which is a very uh, unique thing. You know, even hearing the, the update, it just gives me a lot of, lot of joy because it just it reminds me of, of uh, that crazy passage in, in 2 Corinthians 8 when Paul's talking about the Macedonian church in their extreme poverty and undue hardship and overflowing joy. They urgently pleaded for the opportunity to give. You know, and that's just so, some of what you were just talking about, wait, I've got some other friends and, and I'm excited about this. But when you've had, you know, an economic meltdown and a million percent hyperinflation, it, it's, you know, so countercultural, makes no sense. Why should we be teaching generosity when everyone else is, you know, where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety and, and there's scarcity. This is, yes. this is a beautiful part of this story that, that you know, that the, the, the message works in every context. And I, th I think, you know, I've uh, just been so encouraged to hear the leadership that you and your father have given to this. Yes. And, and you know, uh, Daryl and, and, and Jay Paul, that you are so right. 
when you think in terms of what should be happening, the logical thing would be that uh, the country would be a, a beneficiary from the generosity of some other people. But to see that people inside Venezuela are getting excited about spreading that message is something that blows my mind and, uh, and really turns grace into a new concept in many senses. And uh, really, really beautiful what the Lord is doing. Yeah, wow. I remember you told, you told us a story several months ago um, about one of the orange juice vendors outside of your offices in Valencia. Would you, would you tell that story for our global audience? Sure, definitely. You're talking about Jairo. Jairo is a wonderful uh, guy. He wakes up every morning uh, with his uh, two or three daughters, and probably they're at 4 a.m. in the morning. They're already uh, getting ready in a, in a public space right in front of my office back home in Venezuela and right in front of a, a very famous park that is uh, right there across the street. And he just stands there out in the street with a little cart and he sells orange juice. And when I first saw, uh, went there and I say, well, sir, can I get a, a mid-sized orange juice? So he basically, he, he waited until I, I drank a little, a little bit of, uh, you know, probably two, three sips. And he said, come over, sir. And I was like, what's happening? He said, I, I want to I wanna add some more use to your, to, to your uh, cup. So I said, like, is it going to cost me something or? No, no, no. That, that's just the way I, I do things. So I was like, well, probably this guy was happy about something that day. And then two <laughs> weeks later, I came back. Same thing. And then I noticed he wasn't only doing it because I was there, but he would do it with everyone. And so one day I said, hi, you got to talk to me about why do you do this? So he said, well, I, I understand that uh, God will bless me beyond my understanding if I bless people around me. And the good thing is that, I mean, as time got tough in, in the Venezuelan economy, he kept on doing it. And uh, so it, it reminded me of, or, or the basic concept that he uses is what we call in Venezuela, ñapa. It's basically, I'm going to give you something more, something beyond what you paid for. You, you don't deserve it maybe, but it's just, uh, I want to give it to you. I want to bless you. Uh, from Jairo, what I learned is that, doesn't matter how bad the circumstances are outside. He kept on using this strategy throughout the years, and he was there every morning. And, and, I, and I would ask him, like, are you really doing well in your business? I mean, is this really? Oh, yes, man. I, I, I'm doing better than ever. I, I don't really mind about what's going outside. God is blessing me beyond what I understand. And he was such a wonderful brother to get to know. So, Haido. I'll remember his orange juice and, and his, uh, his, his ñapa. Yeah. Well, and I think if yeah. I remember right, you told me that other vendors around there will come and go. Isn't that correct? Oh, yes, 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 yes. He's been there for probably 10, 12 years. And he told me that he's been able to sponsor. He has a big family. And so he's been able to send most of his kids to school and uh, pay for everything for his family by selling orange juice. So he's a humble guy, but he showed us, uh, he, uh, he showed me a huge lesson on, on what generosity could look like. Just amazing, just amazing. Yeah. So what, what is, um, 
So uh, it's so fun to hear what's happening in Venezuela. Tell us about, because you, you also have this regional perspective. What about, what about some of the other uh, Latin American countries? In the last three months, we've seen, we've done probably four or five different uh, journeys of generosity, online versions of it, which is a first step version of, of it. And to be honest, I can, I can tell you that we've seen so many, so many people so interested in this and so open to the message and mm -hmm. so open to, to listening to what could change the, the, their current path or their current situation. And, and they were, some of them say, well, I was expecting that you were going to come with something out of this world. But the good thing is that this message is only getting in or, or, or coming to us and remind us of the, the beautiful message of generosity that is already in the Bible and we're, we've been missing it. You know, Latin America has been known as being a region uh, that uh, benefits from generosity, from the generosity of other people. But I'm so, uh, I'm personally so excited in, in trying to leverage a movement all around to change that perspective to incorporate the biblical dimension into their thinking patterns. And we're seeing it happen. And, and, and let's see what the Lord will bring with a new generation of, of people in the marketplace that uh, do something with this message that is planted into their hearts. Amen. Amen. Lord, hear our prayers. We've not only seen the, the immediate benefit of what the Lord has done, uh, in terms of provision and how people have generously, generously given to the needs of, of uh, the locals, but also we've seen how this has created a global <laughs> movement now because of the many people that have gone with a heart of generosity from Venezuela to the world. So it's beautiful. Love it. Um, so along those lines, Jesus, here's here's kind of our final question that we love to to bring to our our, our podcast guests. And that is, tell us a story of um, something that, uh, a, a, a generosity story that really hits close to home. I come from a family of generous people. Um, my grandfather, he owned uh, several businesses in Caracas, two hotels, car dealerships. He owned, I mean, and so then my, my family, uh, my my father and and some of them inherited some of that, but at the same time have developed some new businesses around those things that we got. But one thing I've seen uh, along the years, and and I remember when I first got married eleven years ago, I I moved into a new place and I found one day uh, an old guy, and uh, I introduced myself. I was new in the in the building, so I say, "Hi, how are you doing, sir? Nice to meet you. My name is Jesus San Pedro." And he said, "Oh, San Pedro." do you have something to do with uh, this Augusto San Pedro? So like, well, yes, my father is Augusto San Pedro. My grandfather was Augusto San Pedro. Well, it might have been your grandfather. First thing he said, he was a wonderful and generous gentleman. Oh, he, he helped me out when I needed this and this and this. And he never asked me to pay back. And I'm so thankful to this day. And I really want to let you know that if you need anything here, I can, uh, I mean, if I can be of help, I, I mean, I owe this to your grandfather. He was such a... So just like that story, I find every time I meet someone who has met my, my aunt or my father or my, my other aunt or my, 
grandpa. I, I get stories of that. So I have a huge burden to continue the legacy to, to the next generation, to my kids, and to because it's been beautiful to see how a, a family of, gener, of generous people made an impact that lasts longer than money, what money could do somewhere else. What a legacy. What a legacy. Love it. Love it. It's a, it, the cycle of people giving, the cycle of people allowing other people to grow, and the cycle of people when they express generosity towards someone in particular. Sometimes you don't think that, that what you're doing or the money you're giving or, or the, the sponsorship that you're providing can make a huge difference, you know? And, and I, I, what I'm trying to get here is like, is the power of one. When you, when you teach one person or one person experiences the grace of God through generosity, that heart is going to be changed. Jesus, thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I hope this um, may be of a blessing to, to those who listen today. So, Awesome. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Generosity Path podcast. Pay it forward by rating, sharing, and subscribing. To find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving, visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media. Let's make the world a better place.